Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth, and I'm really excited about today's episode. I love Victoria Garrick. This was the first time I met her. We really hit it off. I am obsessed with her. I love Fix Fits on Instagram. I literally just DM'd her. I just think she is changing the world, this girl. She is the kindest person. She is just so incredible. She's so talented. She's so smart. She's so funny. Like, I just love her. If you guys haven't seen her on Instagram and TikTok, I feel like even specifically within the past year or so, you're probably living under a rock. She is, I think, a force when it comes to, you know, working through body image and body confidence. And she made this one video that went viral on TikTok. I'm sure everyone has seen it. I think it has like 15 million views where she showed what her body looked like on video with like a video editor for your body, which I didn't even know existed, by the way, versus what it really looks like. And she's just really real. She's just, it feels like you're following your best friend and she is incredible. So I'm really excited to have her on the show. We are talking about a ton of different things. You guys are going to absolutely love her. She actually has her own podcast as well with Dear Media. So it is the Real Pod podcast. I will be going on at some point this year, but I adore her. You guys are going to love today's episode. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. We've been posting a ton of TikToks. You guys can watch these episodes, the entire episode on YouTube. All of this is in the show notes below. You guys can join our newsletter. But if you follow the Instagram, that's where you're getting like the most stuff. I would definitely go there. And then also, you know what? Watch watch this episode again on YouTube after you finish listening, maybe in a few more days, because you're going to want to come back and listen to Victoria because she really is that great. Also, we have a new drop for Breadwinning Housewife right next to me. I have not one, but two of the Breadwinning Housewife tumblers. We have quarter zips. We have crews. We have new sweats. You guys will love it. So I will have that in the show notes below. Always be sure to check that out. But without further ado, let's welcome Victoria on to the show. We have a superstar amongst us, everyone. I'm so excited to be recording today. We already have so many mutual friends. We have so many things in common. Besides the fact that I wasn't a D1 athlete and I'm not like, you know, a volleyball <laughs> star. Um, but we really, I feel like we're going to be great friends. Other than that, we are twins. <laughs> yes. I saw, I think you posted on your Instagram story yesterday. Or no, no, it was a TikTok about the quotes on your website from oh. Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please share the story. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... I am obsessed with Taylor Swift. Same. I have always loved her. I mean, her music has just 
gotten me through so much. I sound like a freaking psycho, but me too. her music always like matched up with my life. And I just remember like the first time I heard our song is like going on a school field trip and yep. like whatever grade it was. And I just, I love her. I'm obsessed. I'll put a pin in it there. Anyways, I feel like with social media now, you know, anything's possible. And when Miss Swift got a TikTok, I was like, holy shysta we are like within striking distance like I've got a I've got a decent little platform here on TikTok she's on TikTok and I had already been doing these videos where I explained Taylor Swift to my fiance Max which is they're so funny well how the videos even came to be was when Evermore came out we were literally in the car and I was like babe this track is about she killed the husband because he cheated and I'm like explaining and I'm kind of realizing how ridiculous this is and I said do you mind if I just put my phone here and film this. And he was like, sure. So I kept explaining. And then a few weeks later, I was bored. I was like, I'll edit this up. I'll put it in a video. Sorry, this is a really long story. No, keep it going. This is perfect. I asked. (laughs) So I post the video. It's like explaining evermore to my boyfriend at the time. And we, I post the video. It does really well. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this is easy money. I do this in every single car ride. Like when people ask me, are they scripted or this? I was like, no, we get in the car. I play the song. I explain it. I edit it. Anyways, wildest dreams. Tay Tay re-releases it, Taylor's version. And I'm like, oh my God, I just felt it in my soul. I was like, if I react to this and it goes viral, I know she will see it. And so I was like, babe, I have to explain this song to you. So, you know, we do a little car ride. Yes, literally. (laughs) Drag his ass in the car. We film the video and then I post it and it goes viral. And for like two, three, four days, it's like viral. And I'm like, how has she not seen it? And I'm like looking at her likes, like she's seen all these videos tagging Wildest Dreams, Taylor's version. I literally posted my Instagram story, like you guys, I'm having a really tough day because Taylor Swift doesn't know who I am. And my mom literally was making fun of me, like get over it. Like it's like just, we're having a great day. And then the two days later or something, I woke up in the morning. I check TikTok like I always do. I'm literally, when people say they wake up in the morning, they brush their teeth, they do all these things and then they touch their phone an hour later. I'm like, I roll over to my phone. I check it in bed. I send seven emails. I splash, like my morning routine is a joke. Anyways, I see TikTok notifications. Someone has commented. She commented. That was the comment I saw from like a follower. It said, she commented in all caps. And I was like, <gasps> Oh my God. I, I, why did I just get chills? No. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I knew what it was. Well, because it's literally, yeah, it's a very it's big insane. deal. Yeah. So I go to the video and Taylor Swift has commented on my video on TikTok and I quote, ha ha ha. I cannot stop laughing. I love you with three laughing cat emojis. <laughs> I love first off that you have it down. And then the, the best part about this story to me is that she literally puts it on her website homepage. Okay, me. Okay, well, that's actually you can we can consult about that now. So I made a TikTok as a joke and I put the quote there because it was like, no, but you actually need to keep it. Okay, so I had it there because I was like, let's roll with it. And literally everyone in my life who's reviewed my website was like, you have to move this. They're like, you're they're like, no one cares about this as much as you and it needs to be gone. Whereas when I talk to anyone who's a fan of Taylor Swift, there's like, they're like, are you kidding me? That's Absolutely. fine. You should get a tattoo. Like, yeah. let's level it up. From my perspective, I think it's a genius business deal. Also, I think it adds a little bit of spice. Like, you're funny, you know? But that's the thing is I'm not really funny. Like, I almost wish you said, no, like, I you're amazing because it would apply to, like, it'd be so vogue. It'd be, it would be super vague. But for her to say I can't stop laughing, like, I'm not, people are going to think they're at, like, a comedian website. Okay. I'm not funny. <laughs> what I mean about they'll think you're funny is that, like, I think it's funny to put that on there. It's not necessarily oh, yeah. that they're, like, she's saying you're a comedian. I think it's, like, you have a sense of humor. You put that on yeah. your site. My, my friend was, like, you should make a... 
page on your website that's like socials and it's like TikTok and that can be the cover of the socials page. And I was like, okay, fine. I guess. I mean, <laughs> worst case scenario. That's just such a good story. My friend Brooke, she comments on her TikTok as well. I mean, it's a big day. <gasps> Dude, it's insane. I mean, my video reacting to the comment got a million likes <laughs> and I was butt naked with the tears in my eyes. I love TikTok. When did you get on TikTok? So I got on it the very start of the pandemic, like March, 2020. And I had dabbled on it like a few months before, like three videos max. I didn't know how to use the app. Everyone just was like getting on it as a creator. You know, I was looking at it from a strategy standpoint, like I got to get on this app people are on, but I couldn't understand it. And to be honest, it is a humbling moment when you start on a platform with no following and you come from platforms that do, you're just kind of used to an audience engaging with you. You're used to knowing how to work the app. And so to go to TikTok and like, feel like I don't know what I'm doing and the videos aren't performing well, I'm like, Oh, why would I keep doing this? You know? So I go back to my stuff, but then I'm like, I gotta keep giving this a try. So I posted this volleyball video and it went viral. It wasn't even like a really good video. I was just passing the ball to a song and it got, you know, like what at the time, 80,000 likes, you know, 500,000 views. And I was like, oh my gosh, it went viral. It's always the random ones too that you don't expect. Yeah. And then that was kind of like the bug to me of, oh my gosh, like I can go viral on this app and I can be successful on this app. So then I had like a little re re huddle with myself because that was a volleyball video. And as we were kind of talking about before the podcast started, when I started social media, it was very natural. Like I delivered this Ted talk on student athlete mental health and I had no plans of a social media following or growing platforms, but people saw the video. They saw this other article I'd wrote and they started coming to my pages and Facebook very slowly. So then I was like, well, I have more to say and I can share more. And then my platform started growing. And by the time I graduated college, I think I had like 40,000 followers on Instagram and I had started my podcast and I, and I had a YouTube channel, but a lot of it was centered around being a volleyball player and my struggles as an athlete in college. And I wasn't anymore. Like this is 2020. I graduated in 2019. Yes, it was only a year ago, but I kind of was like, I can't keep throwing on my old USC hoodie from last year and try to milk that for views. Like I just realized I couldn't do that anymore. And so I had to pivot and I was like, I'm going to post more about other sides of me that are important that I want to talk about that I'm passionate about. And so I started posting about, you know, Photoshop and like how it's important to be authentic online. I started posting about my intuitive eating and kind of reflecting on like disordered eating and issues with food. And then I started growing a following surrounding this new content. And that was awesome because I realized, oh, there's more to me to give this world and that people are interested in than just the fact that I was an athlete. And, you know, I ended up then finding success on TikTok because I found kind of that niche point in the beginning. We are talking about jewelry today. I have picked up a few pieces lately from Golden and I have fallen in love. There is this micro heart locket necklace. I have it in gold with a K on it. And when you go on the website, it actually is advertised as a K. So I feel like it was actually meant for me, but I love it. I have the minimal chain. It's so cute. Golden's mission is make it by hand, make it personal, make a difference, creating connections and giving back through every purchase. 
They have modern personalization options that allow you to create a piece that tells your story. There are a million ways to make it yours. Each piece is handmade just for you. Choose your metal, size, and personalized inscriptions to be hand-stamped by our makers. Every piece comes with a letterpress, gift-ready packaging, a handwritten note, and jewelry care kit. It was very fabulous getting it in the mail. I'm not going to lie to you. They believe in empowerment through craft by providing local craft workers in the Pacific Northwest with jobs, working within a process that reduces waste, recycles scrap, and increases material sustainability. They donate 10% of all profits, that's really big, and more through special collections to organizations that support their core causes of education, liberation, and community building. Golden is female-founded and run with a workforce consisting of 80% women, which again is huge. I have been wearing my little heart necklace every day. It's something that's so cute. Their prices are actually incredible. Their jewelry feels super luxe and like it would be way more expensive than it actually is. And of course, we have a code for you. So you guys can use code IOYSM at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Visit golden, that's G-L-D-N.com to find the perfect piece and make it yours. Again, that is golden, G-L-D-N.com. Use code IOYSM at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. I would really recommend getting the Micro Heart Locket Necklace. It's so cute and it's honestly a classic. From Dear Media and Rom-Com Pods comes a scripted podcast so outrageously inappropriate, we can't believe they let us put it on the air. Meet my best friend, Allie. Like, gross, close best. Hello? Wait. Everyone loves a messy bitch. And Nellie's life was about to get a whole lot messier. Maybe 2022 is going to be my year. Yeah, 2022 is definitely not going to be her year. Allie's going to bone, marry, and bury three different people. Get it? Bone, marry, bury? Like, fuck, marry, kill? I just wanted to say that, but it didn't clear legal. Ready to play? Introducing Bone Mary Berry, starring Sarah Hyland, Harvey Guillen, and Tommy Martinez. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Bone Mary Berry is brought to you by Sakara Modern Fertility, Blue Land, and Roderm. I want to talk about kind of like, yes, you're shifting your brand and you're shifting what you're doing and maybe the content that you're putting out, but also that's a huge like shift in identity going from being an athlete like forever to getting out of college. Everyone, for the most part, I feel like people already deal with post-grad blues and like my 23rd year, I talk about this all the time. I graduated college and I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm so confused. Did you have a really hard time with like identity and kind of shifting like I'm no longer an athlete and it's also the added layer of it being like literally your job. So this is interesting because I thought if you asked me this a month ago, I would have given you an answer and this would have been my answer. I didn't have an identity issue. I always knew I was driven and passionate about other things. When volleyball ended, I was like, good. You know, I, I, I felt like I'd max out on volleyball and I was excited to be a public speaker. I was excited to dive into my career, to grow social media, to work on my podcast. Like I was an entrepreneur and this was a career path that I didn't think I would take, but financially I was able to by the time I was graduating. And so I would, I would have said I didn't. However, through a few recent therapy sessions, <laughs> I've realized that I still have had a lot of tie to who I was as a player. And I think for athletes, they 
think of it literally like I play this sport and like I'm a volleyball player or I'm a soccer player. For me, I did feel like a lot of the roots of my brand and what I do are rooted in the fact that how this started was I was a student athlete who came forward about her mental health issues. And that's always kind of been where it's gone back to. And at the time, and still now I care about that deeply, but I am 24. I'm in, I'm engaged. I live with my boyfriend. I'm however many years out of school or sorry, my fiance, you know, I'm however many years out of school, like I'm not an athlete anymore. And honestly, I'm happier. Like I went to therapy for years. I've worked on my past eating disorder. I feel happy. Like I was traumatized. I went through that shit. I was on meds and I'm at a great place now. And a part of me felt like I had to keep posting about this depressive episode during college. And that I had to keep posting about this, these body image issues I had during college. And a big part of me was like, I just want to move on. Like I did that and it happened and it's important. And I'm glad that that helped and that served a purpose for a lot of you at that time, but I'm different now. And I want to post about the wedding. I want to talk about Photoshop and like influencer culture and like that stuff gets me going now. I want to inspire people to start building their brands. So recently I just kind of realized that I've, as much as I thought I moved on from that identity, I was always kind of clinging to it in my career. Like I'm the former D1 athlete, volleyball player. Like it was very much a part of my branding. And also I felt, no, I'm just sorry. I'm on a tangent. Keep going. I'm, I'm, this is how I am. Like I'm literally checking out at the grocery store and they're like, how are you? And I'm like, well, (laughs) all this shit happened to me. So, I mean, you're just gonna have to cut me off. But I, I was afraid that if I evolved in my brand, the people who followed me wouldn't be interested, would possibly feel like I abandoned them would feel like, you know, I wasn't important to them anymore. And that's scary. Like when you have a platform and people watch your content and they follow you, like it's easy to think they're only here because I talk about ABC. They're only here to see my outfit. They're only here to see whatever it is you do on your socials. And I really struggled with that. And I had like a few months where I felt like I was in that identity crisis place. And eventually I just kind of realized like through lots of conversations that that's a part of it. Like me being able to evolve and move on from that trauma and to be happy and to, you know, be doing something I love and to be finding a new identity. Like that's a part of the story. Like I would hope that athletes might see that and be like, whoa, there's going to be a time in my life where I can be something completely different that might be better or more exciting or make me really happy. And that's a part of my journey. And if athletes who followed me don't resonate with the content anymore and they don't want to subscribe, like I understand. And maybe there's someone else who's planning their wedding, who's insecure about their body, who, you know, whatever. And now my platform serves a purpose for them. And like, there are seasons. And I think that's what's comforted me in the transition. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was a really great answer. Also, this is something I'm surprised. I I think maybe Alexa Losi and I talked about this on the podcast like a year ago, maybe two years ago, but she's also a YouTuber. And when she was younger, she started, she would always share a lot of like mental health things, which were like so helpful at the time. And then she, as she got older, you know, you, you also, I think there's different times where maybe you're a little more private or you share a little bit more. And we were talking about how sharing things online, like there's like the added pressure. And then also she's like, I am more than my anxiety. Like I am more than like my mental health issues. I want to be able to share different things. And my friends and I talk about this all the time. And it's like, I think that like, obviously destigmatizing mental health and all this stuff is absolutely incredible. It has run in my family. I've lost multiple family members to addiction. Like I'm so, I couldn't be more in the like mental health world. But I will say 
it gets a little bit scary. And like the reason I'm open about things online, I'm not, I'm actually very, very open. Like some, I definitely an overshare at times, but there's been certain things that I'm like, I don't know how much I want to share this online one. Cause like I'm currently going through it and I don't know if I'm ready. Whereas in the past, maybe I could have done that, but also I'm like, I don't want to get to the point where like I view myself as like, this is my thing. I'm so afraid of like, it's like, I want to like build a tent, get healing, find my practical skills. Not that things go away all the time, but figure out how I can get better and then kind of move on instead of like building a house there. And I think that's, that's the scary part is sometimes you'll just get stuck and then feel like you can't change and evolve and like God forbid be happy, you know? Right. And that was one of the points that a lot of my followers brought up to me and messaged me because I released a podcast episode where I have my best friend interview me and I like cried on it. And I was just, I was venting on all this in the thick of it. And a lot of them messaged me, like, we love the fact, like some of them said to see someone who like had a mental health issue or like I had a binge eating disorder. And now that's not your identity. Like it's, it's so nice to see someone who like had the same struggle as me, but that's not a part of their life anymore or who they are. And I never really thought about it that way. Like I thought I did have to always be like, yes, I was the one who was depressed and anxious and on meds and had the binge eating issues. And now it's like, I don't have those things. I mean, yeah, of course I struggle with my mental health and I get anxious and I have imposter syndrome still. And you know, my relationship with food is really great, but I still have bad days. It's not my identity. And I think that like, it's almost like permission, but to know that like that can be a part of the inspiration or a part of the reason that someone likes to watch what you do, you know, it meant a lot. And then on what you said about sharing, my whole brand is on being real. Mm -hmm. And I actually love that. Like, I feel like if everyone can have their, and when I say brand, it's not like I sat back and it was calculated. It wasn't like, this was actually my genuine story. The fact that people decided to tune in when I was like, going wild on my Instagram was because they were like fascinated. And that has allowed me to be transparent all the time. Like for me to talk about this is almost like a part of what I do. It's like being honest, it's being vulnerable. And that I think makes me feel comfortable. Of course, there are times where I am going through something in the thick of it. And no, I don't want the opinions of thousands of people while I'm going through it. I kind of have like two rules with my sharing online. And one is I want to be at least like one or two steps ahead of it. So I don't have to be fully healed or fully past it. But if I'm just like a few weeks down and I've had a therapy session or I've talked to a friend and I can grasp the situation, I'll share it. And two, if it involves someone else, like then I can't share that. Yeah. My friend was talking about this too. She's like, I want to be like honest and I want to be able to be helpful too. And she's like, if I can't be one of the two, I can't do it yet. And I have been on the internet since I was 16. So like, I really don't know anything else at this point, especially being vulnerable. I am very open online. There are times like, I don't know, like people always ask, like, do you ever regret sharing something? And I think there's certain parts of like maybe sharing like someone I was dating, like not that I even fully regret that, but like if I had to pick something, but I do think it is far more rewarding. Like it, the, the pros definitely weigh out the, like outweigh the cons, but it can definitely be, it's just like an added layer. Well, here's the pro. And this goes for anyone who is listening and you don't even have to have a platform sharing, being vulnerable, you're being yourself. And that is like cathartic. I mean, that is powerful. Like to just say what you want to say, feel how you want to feel, be honest, be open. Like that is what led me to be happy was like deciding I didn't have to try to do all these things to be perfect in X, Y, Z. 
And I think a lot of people get really bogged down with like, how am I going to change the world? What's going to be my success story? How am I going to get on the Oprah Winfrey show? You know, what's going to be to my name? And I actually think like a really powerful, tangible thing that a lot of people have in their control is, can you show up in the world as yourself? Because that's inspiring. Like when someone is themselves and has an energy and I meet them, like that can change the trajectory of my day. It's happened when I meet really inspirational, special people. And then I go home like, damn, I want to be like that. I want to be present and make eye contact contact and full of life and positivity. And like that did change the world because it's changed the trajectory of someone else's life that they encounter. And so I just think who you are is what makes you unique and individual in this world. And like everyone's looking externally to find the thing that's going to make them happier, be the answer, but really the internal is where the answer is. Let's talk HelloFresh guys. This is such a breadwinning housewife brand, if you will. It is so nice. If you guys have never tried HelloFresh, you really, really need to. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week. So you get the convenience without skimping on quality. You can skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in long lines and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. I hate to say this, but I feel like I'm always overbuying. One, I'm always waiting in a long line. Two, I'm always overbuying and kind of wasting food, which I feel horrible about. So HelloFresh like honestly solves both of those problems. HelloFresh also cuts back on time spent in the kitchen with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less. Plus quick and easy meals, including 20 minute recipes and low prep and easy cleanup options provide an even faster route to putting food on the table. I love HelloFresh because it saves me time. It's super convenient and it shows up at my door. I love cooking. Sometimes I just don't know what to make or I get in like a recipe rut and I will literally make the same recipe for like three weeks straight. If you guys watch my vlogs, you know. So HelloFresh like really spices up my life. It also helps me learn more in the kitchen and, you know, expand my horizon. I, I think I'm a chef, truly. I'm really not. Um, but I like HelloFresh, especially if you're a beginner in cooking because it really just helps you. And honestly, I'm going to tell you a little secret. The best part about it is the instructions when you get them. It is so helpful because there are photos. I am the girl who always wants to be at the restaurant with the photos. I know that maybe that's not everyone's vibe, but I really appreciate a good photo when it comes to food, right? I don't know what all this means all the time. I'm a visual learner, okay? It helps so much. It makes cooking so much easier. So you guys can go to hellofresh.com slash I love you 16 and use code I love you 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That is actually crazy. Again, go to hellofresh.com slash I love you 16 and use code I love you 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. I think it's so interesting too, because you, especially when you're operating either out of fear or insecurity and you're kind of, it almost feels like you're like spilling yourself out. Like you're just like all over the place and not actually truly being yourself. Like there is no better feeling than honestly, just like being at peace with yourself, comfortable, confident, and you're just you. Like you're not trying to be something that you're not, not trying to get into like a certain crowd or a certain area of your life that just doesn't like represent you well. There just is, I don't know, like I love 
authenticity and like even before when I was talking to like Topsy who recently came on the podcast and it's like you're around those people and then all of a sudden your day is just completely changed and on that note though it doesn't mean you have to be like I don't give a fuck I'm so happy I'm so confident if your authenticity is that you're depressed right now or that you're sad right now or you're anxious you got imposter syndrome great that's also your power in the moment is like not hiding that and feeling ashamed to be feeling those things but to be honest and open about them so really it's like such a powerful tool for everyone to like put reps into to make that muscle stronger is you can be however you feel like it's okay to be sad you don't have to be trying to be happy all the time and if you're happy you know don't psych yourself out about it and I'm not like a pro at all these things but it's what's I think allowed me to heal in like a cliche it's what's allowed me to heal but honestly yeah no that's good I want to go back to you mentioned a little bit of imposter syndrome How have you navigated imposter syndrome? I mean, I had it this morning. I came in and I recorded a solo episode for my podcast before this. And I'm literally like my heart's pounding. And I'm like looking at this script I wrote because I'm just like, do I know what I'm about to say on this? And do I have answers? And this can be valuable. And it's, and I'm in the bathroom speaking out loud, Victoria. It's okay. If it's not a good episode, we just don't air it. Like I psych myself out and feel like an imposter in moments where literally no one else is around. So that's just why I share that example. But I guess the way that I've dealt with it is I think forgiveness. So like if I don't do something perfectly or if I make mistakes, like it's okay. I think imposter syndrome stems from this idea that we have to be perfect. Like in the moment, I've got to seem like I'm really smart to be here. I'm really good at my sport to be here. I'm an expert podcaster. And so I think lowering that bar a little bit, I can just be me, right? And then also I think calling it out. I also speak at colleges and I was speaking at Harvard, not to like really drop that, that as crazy. a flex, but, but that's just the fact. So uh, yeah, sorry. I'm, it's just, a, I think it's just as a good example. Yeah. My mom came on the trip with me and I literally remember the whole time, like Harvard, like what am I going to say to these women that they don't already freaking know? Like they go to Harvard. I mean, you want me to say them? Like, what am I going to say? So that's what I was thinking. Honestly, I'm like, they're going to think my keynote is like stupid and blah, 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 this Valley girl from California. And so, you know, as I'm talking to my mom, she's like, you should just kind of say that in the beginning, sweetie. She's like, just tell them that. And so I went up there and the very first thing I said was, I got to be honest. I don't know why you guys have me here. Like I made some joke about you guys are so smart. Like, what am I going to tell you? You know, I really said it and they kind of giggled and I was like, whew, I took a breath. Like, okay, the pressure's freaking off. Like they know my biggest fear right now. And so I use that skill all the time with speaking, like being honest about how I'm feeling. And I think if you're about to talk to someone about something scary and you have this, like just, you know, before you talk, Hey, Oh, I got a lot of anxiety around this conversation. You mean so much to me. And like, this is important. And I'm afraid I might say something wrong, but anyways, here it goes. You know, that just like really lifts off the stress and you're no longer an imposter because you've outed yourself, right? The imposter Mm -hmm. is like, are they going to find out that I'm not smarter? I'm not this, or that this is my fear. So if you lead with your fear, who's anyone to find anything because you're in control and you've told them that. I love that advice. It also just kind of like disarms everyone. Yes. And people who are very real up front, especially if it's a speaker, like someone that I'm not talking to one-on-one, I feel like you just connect with them in a much like deeper, even like more valuable way. Right. Because they're just being like fully honest. Right. That's something that um, Doc Shepard once said on Armchair Expert was vulnerability is how you connect with people. And like for one of us to sit here and say, like when you said your family struggled with addiction, so did mine. That automatically in my book, I'm like, oh shit, like I feel something for you. Like I relate Mm -hmm. to you. Like it's different than like a surface level thing. And when you have 
when you lead with that vulnerability, you connect with people. If if you were to, if one of us came in here and was like, oh, I did all these amazing things and I've, I'm never sad, I'm always perfect. Like we're not connecting. And so it's true. Like that is how we can connect with other humans. And I think connection is something people crave. Like I want more friendships. I want to feel meaning and purposeful in people's lives. And the way you form those bonds is through vulnerability. It's like, barking up the Brené Brown tree, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think too, I'm just thinking of recent events, like growing up, I've had some, most of the same friends, honestly, since I was probably in elementary, middle school. And we naturally were always just like really close growing up and they were around during like my parents' divorce and like all the like really hard parts of life. And so I just like kind of assumed every relationship almost had that depth just because one, I mean, we grew up together and then two, we were going through like harder things around each other. And then as I got older, I realized like, oh, that's something you really have to try to do, especially with the podcast. And that is my number one lesson of like, if you open up, someone else is bound to open up. And there are the times that some people don't, but for the most part, like that's what leads to like the actual conversations that are really good. Even more specifically in the past, like two years, it's post-grad and my like, my friends, right? And everyone was feeling the exact same way, but no one was wanting to communicate. I think also like COVID added another layer to it and people were confused and they're like, is this a COVID thing? Is this a postgrad thing? And then I started talking, I'm like, I'm really confused. I have no idea who I am. I feel like my whole life, I was like literally born and I was like, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it and that's going to be it. And I finally was like questioning myself, questioning even what I wanted. I was so confused and I talked about it so much on the podcast and I get so many DMs every day of people being like, I felt the exact same way. And like, I don't even know my friends are feeling this way until I brought up this podcast and now everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, that's something that I thought, again, everyone was talking about, but even within my friends, when I started talking to even like the guys, everyone started opening up, but like, it only takes one person to share their story. Everyone feels so much more comfortable. And then it's healing for everyone. Cause it's like, Oh, we're on the same page. I'm actually not the only one in the world going through this right. and we can like relate on this topic. A hundred percent. And I feel like I've never regretted being vulnerable. Like it always leads yeah. to something beautiful. Either it's with person or you learn something about yourself. I completely agree. I want to shift a little bit to, I've seen recently your outfits. Explain what you were changing up there. I love what we have going on. Very cute sweater. Oh it looks my very gosh, soft. thank you. So what, oh my God. Also, I love your ring. It's literally <gasps> like, that's what I want when I eventually even start to, you know, be interested in dating. <laughs> but share some like outfit things. Like what's going on there? Why is it so freaking hard to put an outfit together? First of all, like I don't even know what the fruit I'm doing. Like I have always thought I've been stylish. I wouldn't say I'm, st I have decent taste. Like I'm never going to wear something that's actually really bad, but am I a style icon? No. Do I want to be one? Yes. And so one of my, we're 20, heading there. Yeah. One of my 2022 resolutions was to just adult more and adulting that comes with style. Like you mentioned my ring, honestly, I have, I don't know if other people who are engaged can relate to this. Sorry to like totally ostracize and be so freaking annoying. I'm engaged. But no, um, this is an exciting time. Don't you? Yeah. Well, having like a ring on your finger, like you're, I'm a, I'm a, like a woman. Like I was a woman before. I'm not saying, oh gosh, I'm gonna get canceled. I'm not saying you have to be marrying someone to be a woman. I'm just saying it really, like, I can't just 
the ring to me has been something where I'm like, I can't just throw on like ugly sweats, a neon yellow running t-shirt, gym shoes that don't match, hair green, like, and go to CVS. Like I got to pull my shit together. It feels like you've matured so much in a new area of life, a new chapter of life. For sure. Like I'm about to be a wife. Like I can't just dress like a college athlete. Like like, I just, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I've been kind of doing this style thing on Instagram where I've been kind of talking about how hard it is for me to put outfits together. And even this morning I had on like black pants and black boots. And this is actually funny. I met someone at a workout class. She came up to me and was like, I'm a big fan. And I was like, what do you do here? She's like, well, I'm trying to be a stylist. I was like, well, I need freaking help. So I was like, here's my number. And she's like, great. So I literally texted her this morning. I said, what's wrong with this? And she was like, well, those boots do not look good with those pants because X, Y, Z. She's like, throw on a jean. She's like, I stalked your Instagram, throw on a golden goose. Like it's going to look good. It's going to pull it together. And so I, you know, I fixed my outfit this morning, but it's really hard to dress well. Like, I think I'm looking to Hailey Bieber. I mean, she's my freaking queen. I'm obsessed with her. And I'm trying to remember that she literally wakes up and outfits are, you know, hand-selected by the world's gods of style. But that's definitely the goal. And it's really freaking hard. And to anyone who dresses cute, like your whole look today, I mean, how long did that take you? Well, I packed this week. So, so you plan ahead? Yeah. Oh, I plan ahead outfits for recording especially. So this isn't normal. Over the pandemic, And my family is like either very creative. A lot of them are like full of designers. So I have always loved dressing, especially in the fall and winter. Let me tell you my secret, which isn't really going to help you that much because you live in LA. Tell me. But it's outerwear. If you look on my Instagram, if you look at anything I wear and people like that, it's so cute. It's because I'm wearing a cute coat every single time. That is like my bread and butter. But I will say since the pandemic, it's really overwhelming to pick out an outfit. I get real, I get anxious. It stresses me out. I wonder if that's a part of it too, because I literally had a meltdown the other day. Like I was full on makeup. Um, everything's done. I'm like putting this together, this outfit. And then my necklace looks weird. And then it's like frustrating because what, what really gets me to like cry is like when I want to do something and I don't know how to do it. Like mm-hmm. if I'm trying really hard and I have all the energy and the effort and the attention, but You're I, a high achieving person, yeah, like I don't, yeah. I don't know what the answer is. Like when I'm looking in the mirror, I'm like, something's off about this. And I don't <laughs> know what it is. Is it the necklace? Is it the earrings? Is it the jeans? Is it the boots? And so I like post to my followers, you know, would you like this necklace? And they're like, you look like Dwayne, the rock Johnson. And I'm like, what, what do you oh, mean? Wait. So I, <laughs> pulled up. I Googled doing the rock Johnson. And this is on a highlight on my page called Vix Fits fam. Cause it's literally my fits and my fits. And I just was like, Oh my God. So abort mission. I take off the necklace and then I'm, and then it's been, and I shit you not 90 minutes. And I was supposed to left the house. I was supposed to have other things done. And then I'm panicking that I've wasted my day and I am incompetent and I can't put together an outfit. And so then I'm like, F it. And I put on sweats and I work from home and hate myself. And then I went to bed. Here's what you need to do. You need to just get basics of things that you really like. Like for example, I live in skims. Okay. Okay. So this is what I do on a day-to-day basis. I'm not saying my outfits are the best, but this is what makes me not stressed. Cause trust me, I know the feeling and it makes you want to die. And I have a, I live in Texas. I have a Hannah Montana closet. (gasps) I converted my office into a literal Hannah Montana closet. I'm really extra. But I have these Skims bodysuits. And even now, like, okay, this is another thing I do. In my notes app, I have outfit ideas because I there's nothing I hate more. Also, working out in the morning and then, like, showering, having to get ready and do that so quickly and come back. Like, I don't like that. I would rather be working by nine. But, like, reality is, like, that's not happening when I'm working out in the morning. So I keep a running list of outfit ideas. When I pack, I just take a photo of the of the outfits and like, it's not like organized. On you or like on the bed? No, oh my God, no. I would never try them on. I'm too lazy for that. But like, it's literally on my bed or something. Okay. And again, it's like, sometimes I can only barely see what it is, but I know what it is. I'm a very visual person. It makes it a lot easier for me. 
But even for tomorrow night, I fly back into Dallas and I have like an hour at my house before I have to be at a dinner with friends. And I was like, what am I going to wear? I already thought about it and I wrote it down. I'll randomly think of outfits and Love I just it. write it down. So I have them ready. it really well. Yeah. yeah. So literally tonight. So I posted the stories. My friend Rennie texted me and was like, I'm helping you. She's like, I'm coming over. We're going to clean out your whole closet and I'm going to mm-hmm. put together outfits for you. So I want to do that. Another thing is, have you seen those apps that like this, that they, you literally take a picture of everything that you have. I've thought about doing that so many times. Dude, me too. And it seems like such a hack. Like someone literally solved the problem, but I'm too freaking lazy to do it. Exactly. And I, it, it takes forever to take the photos. And it's like, how many times growing up did I think like, if only I had like a book with all my clothes and, and, and you have it and it's like too much work. I know why it's that's, like so much work. I'm like, I just don't want to do that. That's so genius. I was listening to a podcast too. And someone had their like assistant do that with a binder and you can put it all together. And I'm like, that is a genius idea. That's amazing. I just, I got a baby steps, baby yeah. steps. I'm cleaning out the closet tonight and then I'm That's doing- That's really helpful though. Yes. And then for like the big speaking engagements I have coming up, my new friend who I met um, at the gym is going to help me make these outfits for the speaking. So it's good. I think too, like I just- it's something you need to learn and you need help with like makeup. I used to not really know how to do makeup. And then I, I put the time into learning and I hired this awesome shout out Afton. She's amazing. Um, this celebrity makeup artist, she's great. And she does sessions. She has them on zoom too. If you're, if you're not uh local and she came over and she taught me like how to just do basic things. And now I feel like I can glam myself. I mean, not like to the nines, but I can, I'm going to red carpet. I feel like I could do it. All right, let me tell you guys about The Way. The Way and I go way back, actually. I didn't even mean for that to happen. That was kind of cute. Anyways, The Way and I go way, way back. I have been using their hair products for so long. The Detox Shampoo is one of my favorites. If you guys get bad product buildup in your hair, I'm telling you, the Detox Shampoo is incredible. I use their shampoo and conditioner for fine hair every time I wash my hair. If you go up to my shower right now, it is pretty much all The Way products, especially because now they have body products. And I... Love that because listen, the winter, your skin gets really dry, incredibly dehydrated, and that's like the worst feeling in the world. So the way has recovered with their new body cream and body cleanser. The hydrating skin softening duo comes in the iconic way fragrance, Melrose Place. I feel like I kind of grew up on Melrose Place from 18 to 21 when everyone was at Alfred every day. So it's just like a little bit of a sentimental thing for me, but the scent is incredible. All right. What I love the most about these products is that they're still really rich, but they absorb into your skin very quickly and they moisturize so well. I find that when I have a product that's too rich, it takes me like 30 minutes to get my skin to actually absorb it. It's really annoying. And the way products don't do that. At night, I shower, I use a cleanser, and then I get out. I lather my body in the body cream. I wake up the next morning. My skin is so hydrated. It is so soft. It is so smooth. And I just feel very fabulous, you know? So guys, turn your shower into an escape with the gentle skin softening Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. It balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue. It gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather. I find a lot of body cleansers actually dry out my skin and this does the opposite. They have skin softening oils and a hydrating blend, high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil. So experience the new Way Melrose Body Place Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code I love you to get 15% off your entire purchase. Again, that is T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code I love you to get 15% off your entire purchase. 
That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Code I love you. Okay, I want to talk about you. You are obviously like a high performing individual. Oh my God. You truly are. You do a lot. I know you said you're not, you don't really have a morning routine. It's like kind of all over the place. But what are things that you do day to day? Like, obviously you do like, you're like, oh my God, whatever. But like, you do know what you're doing. So like, what are things that help you and also help you like not get overwhelmed and kind of like lose your mind? Right. As much as my morning routine, I didn't describe it that way to make it sound like lazy and I do nothing. It was more so... I don't have my life put together enough to do more than like what is needed. Like I also, mm-hmm. that's just not, that's just that's not I'm passionate about. Too, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just not a priority for me. I would love to wake up. I'm always, my alarm every morning is 7am. Do I get out of bed sometimes at 7.15, 7.30? Sometimes I'll snooze to go to eight maybe, but I like to be working at eight. I just feel like I'm not taking advantage of my day if I'm not. Same. And then in terms of like getting things done, I think the biggest hack I have for like productivity is when you write a list of everything you have to do, it can be so overwhelming and you're like, oh, this is a freaking two page list. Go through it and make or assemble it into your must do and your can do. And on your must do side, you write down like what has to get done today? Like be very specific. You'll be like, oh, these things have to, no, there's only like one, two, three things that have to be done today. And those are your priority, put those at the top. And then if you get those done, you know, start to do the other ones. And that's been helpful also this is a luxury, but getting out of my email inbox, I have my brand manager, Elise, do all the emails now. And like, she even has my email login. So if there's something pressing that I need to see, she'll text me. Otherwise I'm not looking at my emails until three, because if I wake up in the morning and I check my emails at eight, I'm now emailing till 10 AM for things that weren't important. And now I'm behind on content. I'm behind on filming. I'm behind on everything else that needs to happen to like, keep this business churning anyways. So that's been helpful for me is like emails are coming later. Once again, I know it's a luxury. It's a privilege because of the job that I have and that I have someone helping me, but I'm sharing that in case for someone's life, they can think of maybe the thing, there might be a thing you wake up and you do first thing during your day that like, doesn't actually have to be done till noon or like till one. And so that's something that's helped me. It's like working on your business versus working in your business. Yes. It's very Ooh, different. That's I didn't spicy. make that up, by the way. <laughs> that is spicy. It is really helpful, though, knowing certain things. I, for the longest time, was like, I didn't want to, like, hire out in certain areas because I was like, oh, I can do it. I can do it. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, I can no. do it. But I'm actually, no, I actually, at the end of the day, I can't do it. But I can. I'm just going to lose the rest of my life and also not work well and it got to the point where I was kind of like spreading myself a little bit too thin yeah and so even like the quality of like videos and honestly take mental health aside the quality of my videos podcasts things like that I'm like I'm not fully mentally there I'm the last person to ever miss a deadline I've never I honestly even in school I don't think I ever I I don't think I ever turn anything late in like I'm, I'm so the opposite I'm like a deadline I'm like we're all on this planet in a galaxy. There's billions of people <laughs> like in this professor at this school wants a paper on a topic that is like, like that's how yes. my brain works. I'm like, screw this. I'm like, this is not going to define me. Yeah, no, I'm like, honestly, it's an anxiety thing. It's yeah. not like a, I'm going to do it. It's like, I'm so anxious and I hate, like I know that about myself. As long as I stay ahead, like even batch recording, it helps my anxiety so much. Right. Like I've just learned how to like work with it. That's great. But I, I'm the opposite. Like I'm the opposite because it, it will literally just like sit. I can't have like a clear mind if I know I still have to do something. Yeah. Like I tried to not push things off into the last minute. Right. But I started to, and that's when I changed. Yeah. I definitely don't procrastinate like things that need to get done. I am very 
hardworking. I compartmentalize things. That's helped me too, especially as a content creator. Like Wednesdays are my call day. Like that's where if anyone wants to have a phone call for some reason, we're booking them all on Wednesday because if I have calls every single, like we wear so many hats and yes. I would just like the hats to be worn on specific days. Yeah. So I can wake up and know I want like to put on makeup matching. and I'm going to be on camera. Yeah, exactly. Makeup especially. Yes. So, uh, yeah. so that's been helpful. However, like it takes, it takes a minute to get there. And like people listening, like, oh, I wish I could pay someone to do that. And I wish I could X, Y, Z. Like, yeah, like it just, it takes time. Like, you know, like when you're starting on social and you're building a brand, like you're waking up, you're writing your video, you're filming your video, you're editing it. Like my first 50 episodes of a podcast, I wasn't with the network. Like it, it's a grind. And then once you get to a place, you're like, whoa, this is amazing. Like I can outsource and I can do this differently because I've worked hard to be here and be able to do that. I think something that helped me too. Well, first off, I was on, I started probably like five or six years into my career where I hired someone, not like network management stuff where I started like actually outsourcing, like editing assistance, things like that. But something, another tip that someone shared with me one time, that's a well-known like cliche, I guess, but it's like in order to like make money, sometimes you have to spend money. So when I was like, no, I shouldn't be spending that money and I should be doing it myself. It's like, by hiring out in certain areas, like freelancing, not even like full-time. Well, having someone edit my vlogs was a game changer. Yes. Just dropboxing the footage. Yes. Done. That's seven hours back on your life that, yeah, you can work and on can making money. you can make more money. Yeah. Exactly. So once I figured that thing out, I was like, oh. And then it's like, okay, this is the best thing I ever did. But again, it took me like years to get to that point. It's also hard to delegate. It's yes. hard to let someone work on your baby and do it when you want to do it your way. And that's been so hard for me. I'm... I think like this is one of my uh, toxic traits. I think I'm like really good at everything. And so I want to like produce <laughs> my show. Though. Like if we just talk about it like a podcast and like I want to produce it, I want to edit it, I want to book, like I want to do everything. And so one of the things that was really hard for me to do was like to let someone else edit it and like to train them into like, these are the things I like that I say and I don't like that I say. This is a part of the podcast I think is boring. I want it out. And the, the interesting thing about that as a specific example is when you're in this industry, there's not like a book on how to like it's you and it's your vlogs or your podcast or your account and it's how you want to do it. And so it's like, I'm explaining to at least how I like it. Like, I'm just saying like, this is how I want it. And it's like, someone else may disagree. And I welcome, I love opinions. Like I ask my producer all the time, like, what do you think of this episode? What can I do better? Like, I want to grow. I want to learn. That's like, I want to be the best. I think I'm really good at things. And I think I can also be way, mm -hmm. way better at them. So I had to just eventually be like, send it through. And like, just listen to it and be like, it's good. And every once in a while, there's a little thing I wish I would have done this differently. But, you know, it takes letting go and trusting someone and delegating for things to grow. So as we know, February is Black History Month, which is an incredibly important month. It is actually insane how many things we were not taught in Black history, whether it was horrific events or different inventions, just things like in general, that we were never taught in school. And something that I really think is so important is supporting Black-owned brands. So I'm really happy to be talking today about Macy's. So since signing the 15% pledge in 2020, Macy's has tripled the number of Black-owned brands they carry. Committed to using their purchasing power to represent and benefit the Black community, Macy's is celebrating Black creators and visionaries who are building legacy and influencing culture and style. Join in supporting Black history and Black brilliance by shopping Black-owned brands. And you can help fund scholarships for students at historically Black colleges and universities by donating online and rounding up in store for UNCF. 
You can learn more at Macy's.com slash honors. This is really great because they're not just talking the talk. They're actually walking the walk. So again, join in supporting Black history and Black brilliance by shopping Black-owned brands. You guys can learn more at Macy's.com slash honors. When you first started, was it difficult for you or was it like kind of like natural? But you do you cringe at your old stuff is what I'm asking basically. I don't cringe at like my old stuff because I see the process and you have to start somewhere. I will say that like, especially as a podcaster, I'm so freaking in my head, even like the back in the background of my mind, I've been thinking this is a compliment to you. Like, whoa, she's so candid. And she's just like going with the flow. And like, I love the question she's asking me. I've never been on a podcast like this. Every podcast I sit down. Well, I don't go on like you're great. You have a great podcast, but I I mostly just answered the sweet emails in my email inbox. And, you know, it's like starting pod, which you know, I have sympathy because I want to help. I want to be a guest for someone to help them with their show. But at the same time, you're sitting there and they're like, so tell us who you are. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, it's just the same thing. It's just not great. And so I also feel like as a podcaster, here's the pro and con of what I said before. I mean, you know how I said it's yours, so you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. The con is like, there is no one really telling you how to do it. Like when I signed with Dear Media, I remember emailing like, is there like a uh, orientation on like mm-hmm. how to podcast? Like, why am I here? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. can I meet with, uh, that's why I had a phone call with Michael. I was like the the founder of Dear Media. I was like, I want to talk to someone for just 20 minutes and just pick their brain on what I can be doing better. I still am always in my head. Like as a host, I feel like I've had episode chunks where I've just gone with the flow. I just show up and I talk. And then I realized like I bombed it. I wasn't prepared. And then I've had times where I over-prepare and I'm not present. And then I listen back and I'm like, oh, I wasn't even listening to their answer. I could have asked them this question. So it's a balance. I'm trying to be better. I think that's a part of it. Like you're not going to be perfect at everything. Like that's the athlete in me, right? Where I'm like, I can keep working. I can keep trying. You keep watching the film. You keep listening back. Like sometimes I'll listen to my shows on a walk with a critical ear. Like I'm literally listening to just think about how I can do it better. I cringe at things that I just don't morally align with anymore. Like yes. I wrote, like I was so manipulated by diet culture and obsessed with being skinny and like things I said and did. Like I wasn't I mean, it was things like I was in our, I wrote an article for a a blog and I literally, it was on like how to get your Cabo body. I mean, that's the kind of shit that I make videos about, like how horrible it is. And that was me. And like, yeah, that's something I cringe at. But when it, when I look at like building my brand, I, one of the favorite, one of my favorite quotes is if your first draft is perfect, you started too late. Yeah. And it hits because that's really good. If you're waiting and you're reworking and it's got to be the aesthetic and it's got to be the colors and the scheme of the music, just get going. Like the greatest podcasters are, for as an example, started with different cover art. They started with maybe a different name. They started with a different format of their show. Like you have to get going to evolve. Real Pod started with just women guests. It started, you know, and now it's like, I want to interview men. I want to interview any type of human. So it takes time and you can't like, that's the, that's, if that, that's going to keep you from starting, you'll never have anything to look back on. You know, that is a quote I will take with me forever. Cause that is so good. But where can they find you again? Thank you. I love this episode. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I love you so much. Name of the show. <laughs> they can find my podcast is called real pod also with Jeremy media. And my Instagram is at Victoria Garrick. And through the Instagram, you can find everything these days, literally everything, Taylor Swift, new outfits. I mean, you, yes. you do a great job. You are someone on Instagram that like the way that I've started to like judge as someone that I not judge, but like 
the people that I go back to on Instagram and I'm like, they are killing it are always people that I'm like, you're going back to their page to find something. Like you just make everything accessible. Even when you were like, oh, the outfits like on highlights, like that's just such a good thing. You're oh really my God. killing it. I appreciate that because, you know, I appreciate that. No one, like no one in life knows oh, something else we should have talked about is how there's so few people who understand our job and our business and they don't yeah. know how to compliment you or ask questions. And so you feel like you're on this island and everyone around me is talking about real estate. Yeah. So and when you say, I love the way you did it on highlights, I'm like, oh my God. No, you're you. killing it. Honestly, and when people do compliment me, I just like, I'm honestly so like, don't even want to talk about my job at that point that I'm like, thank you. But like, I don't, I just feel weird. I think maybe it's because we have followings for a job and I just feel weird talking about it. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Like the other day I found out that the people who live across for me in our apartment building follow me on Instagram because one night I was bored and I was like going through the pack I'm such a stalker one night with a glass of wine I was looking at the names of people on the packages that are building Uh just googling them why not who lives here oh and you found their Instagram one of them said follow back and I was like I was like that's scary because like you know about my period yeah like you're also my neighbor (laughs) yeah because I like it you know post a lot yeah so so here we are just you know that I've had a situation like that too and I was like how did that happen okay I'm really I'm gonna end the episode because I've been saying and I just don't want to but thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me all right guys I hope you enjoyed today's episode be sure to follow us on Instagram TikTok YouTube subscribe to the YouTube channel leave a nice five-star rating interview I love you guys so much and I will talk to you next Thursday.